You don't know me, homie, I'm the one and only. I turn your tool into a toll, tell you you owe me. You ain't gotta go to the past to know me, homie. I'm KRS-One, my power is now, Edgar Tolley. These rappers are bony and yes. lonely. In about four seconds, the teacher will begin to speak. <laughs> Let us begin. What, where, why, or when? Yes! My friends, I wish I knew that guy, man. But the guy on the phone knows him by hap and circumstance. And we're not even really here to talk about KRS. <laughs> but uh, I do want to hit upon it. So, hey, y'all. It is Mark Fietz with the Zero Hour, your co-host. And I'm your host, Christine Chapman, and we are here welcoming Mr. a dear friend of the Zero Hour. Duncan Bruce, say hello. Thank you guys so much for having me. been really excited to join you. Oh, my God, dude. So listen, the listening audience. Uh, so we're talking to Duncan uh, about his Zero Hour and this topic of hip-hop and rap, and we'll talk a little bit more why that's important to all of us, gets bubbled up out of, you know, just like we're, we're, we're chilling. And I start talking about, like, some hip-hop guys that I like from the 80s, from New York. And Duncan's like, you know, who's your go-to? I'm like, oh, fucking A, Boogie Down Productions, KRS-One. He's like, oh, Really? So, let me tell you how I know KRS. Duncan, can you just tell us, can you, <laughs> can you give me two minutes on KRS and can you give me his contact information? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so uh, there was a period of time where I was living in uh, Manhattan and I was, uh, it wasn't my penthouse, but I was living in it, luckily. And while we were there, our neighbor happened to be KRS-One. Dude, the... when you saw him, were you like, what the? Uh, I was, because he is a living legend, and he is like the epitome of what hip-hop is really yes, is founded on. And um, so, yeah, it was an absolute blessing to know him, a wonderful, wonderful guy. And uh, didn't he's you still like, out there didn't trying to make like, a difference. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, dude. I'm just so excited. No worries. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you spend time with him, like, meditating? Or were you involved in, like, some, some yoga activities or stuff like that? Yes. Yes, we've done. He's very much into all that. And, yes, there was one session that I joined him for a uh, for a meditation. So it was pretty incredible to, to do that with uh, KRS-One. Wow. Dude. He is on my... You should see the smile on Mark's face right now. <laughs> I just cannot... <laughs> He is on my day-to-day -day playlist. It's Dude, I, I'm a true Gemini. I'll go from KRS-One to Kenny Loggins to The Grateful Dead to Nirvana and <laughs> to, like, dude, we were listening to PRT and the way over here. Poor Righteous Teachers, right? I love it. From the <laughs> 80s. All right, so, Duncan, I got a question, man. Oh, wait, actually, Christine's looking at me. Well, because I want to ask a question. Oh, please, by all means, folks. <laughs> so, um, Duncan... I know that what you do today is very different from what you used to do. And we're not I, I'm I, I'm seeing Mark like walk towards me with the stop. Don't 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 give it all away. I but pace in the studio at one point in time before you were doing what you do today. You were very much involved in the music industry. Were you not? I was indeed. I was indeed. I was uh, blessed to have been able to to be in that space. 
Well, I guess it was a blessing and a curse. But uh, <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, wait, 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 wait! I got to lead up. I got to lead up, Duncan. I'm gonna. I'm only gonna help you add to your story. So, Christine, don't give me. Si- <laughs> she's giving me fucking side eye. She's giving me fish eye right now. So, Duncan, I was on your LinkedIn profile. How does take, dude? Mass Maritime MMA, right? How yep. do you go from Mass Maritime into music, into KRS One? into what you do today, which is what we're going to ultimately talk about, I promise. <laughs> yes, so the, that, that all came about because I was slightly a delinquent when I was younger. Slightly? But always was, I was a good person, but I just got into a little too much trouble when I was young. And so really mass maritime was actually more of my father's dream. He was a sailor and he never went. And he suggested, hey, Dunk, this might be a way to clean up, clean up your track record and get your shit together. When did you and get your I first thought, tattoo, dude? Because you're all you're all sleeved up. <laughs> that was actually came later. That came probably three years after I had left Mass Maritime. Really? So I, yeah, actually, yeah, it was it was right around the time where I really started my music career. And what's it say in um, your knuckles? Remind me. Yes, yeah, so it's it's all the major religions. That's right. So, and then uh, the music cliff. That's right. That's right. Music is my religion. Yep, absolutely. So uh, yeah, so it went from. Mass Maritime, and then while I was there, I realized I was just not doing what I was meant to do in life. And I, I had always sang since I was a kid. It was something I was always passionate about. And I'm a strong believer that we only have one life to live. So you've got to chase your dreams. Yeah. So I was, you know, so I was there for about two years, and then I took sort of a different approach than the, the typical artist that goes out and plays in a bar and hopes that he'll be discovered by a major label. I sort of dissected the industry and was like, why is it these artists want a record label? What is it that they bring to the table? And of course, it's resources and, and financials and, and connections and things of that nature, which are super important in the space. So I sort of created a business plan and went out and tried to find someone to, to support the, the pipe dream. And I was blessed to, to meet my friend's uncle, Rob, who's, who's one of my mentors, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he never took it seriously at first. He took the meeting just to... Uh, Satiate, to, just to do yeah, a favor. Exactly. To do a favor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And by the end of the meeting, he, uh, I, I sort of told him, at one point he said, Duncan, you know that 90% of artists fail in the music business. And I said, Rob, apparently you don't know much about the music industry, because it's more like 99%. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and, and, you know, which would have been normally uh, counterintuitive as as something when I'm trying to uh, get him involved. But I said, I also think differently. Well, I like to think that I think different <laughs> than the, the majority. I was trying to take a different different approach and not just do what everyone else was doing and try to set myself apart. And he uh, ended up throwing me a bone. And that was sort of the beginning of the, the journey into the music business. Well, and and you made it. Right, like you, you got you, you got to you got to the billboards. Yes, I did. I was such a blessing. It's a really, really tough industry to navigate, and yeah, I ended up having three songs on Billboard. Uh, Probably the the most recognizable one would have been the one featuring Rick Ross that went in the top ten, which was truly a blessing. And really, I owe a lot of my life to Rick for that. Wait, 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 friggin' wait. Back it up, Saka. Um, wait a second. So, Rick Ross? 
is Rick Ross is a producer. Do you have him on your phone as Double R or Mr. He Ross? Is, he's actually yeah, he's actually a hip hop artist. I actually don't know if Rick produces. Uh, I'm sure he does have a, a part in the Dude, productions of his song. Gangster as the day is long, right? <laughs> is is Rick is Rick Ross? So how did how did that happen? How did that union happen? And 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 I guess Duncan, maybe it's time to start the zero hour moment story. Yes, yes, we're it's, right it's, in that segment. Yeah, okay, we're right, we're right there. Okay. It, it, yes. So go, Duncan. <laughs> so, okay, so I'll 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 touch on how I connected with Rick and then dive into the zero hour. Excellent. So with Rick, I um, I ended up being connected to a manager that um, worked with Wyclef Sean, who was also one of my idols growing up. I wow. loved Wyclef. He's a super talented artist. And a brilliant guy. Little do people know Wyclef's note has the program and code. <laughs> Did, really? Dude. Br- he, brilliant. He Very brilliant guy. was going to be, he applied, I don't know if the word applied is right, for the president of, of Haiti. Like he, he aspired to be the president of Haiti. Wow, I did he, not know yeah. that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. And there was there was some controversy involved in that. And I, Go figure. I don't like to get into politics, but I feel like he they didn't want him to be president because right. he was too much of a revolutionary. Th- but um, yeah, he was. Uh, I thought he would have been a great. Wait, so have you met Wyclef? Like, do you have him in your phone? I do. I have him on WhatsApp. Yeah, we. Uh, I did a show with him. Actually, probably the funnest show I've ever done. There's a place called Beach Club in Montreal area, and it's the largest outdoor club in North America. Wow. Where they, it's really cool. They created this uh, man-made island. It's surrounded by a wakeboarding lake, and about 10,000 people can fit on there. It is a really fun experience. It's basically like a theme park for adults that want to have a good time. You know what's funny, man? Concerts. When, you, when you see Duncan... You, dude, you got a beautiful headshot on LinkedIn, right? Like, oh, handsome as the day is long. And then, like, <laughs> you see him in, like, a T-shirt, and you see, like, all he the He looks ink. like a kid, but he also just looks like a kid. But he looks like a rock star. <laughs> yes. He looks He looks like he should be hanging out with Wycliffe Jean and have, like, a nickname for him. Like, what's up, Dub J? <laughs> like, you know, like. I didn't age much in the music industry. I feel right? like. Right? Uh, while I was in there for 20 years, I was paused on aging, aging, because the hardest part of my day was hitting a high note. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It Must actually, be nice, it actually, dude. <laughs> Must no, be nice. It, was, it wasn't that easy, to be honest. It's a pretty tough space and a lot of stress, but if you're doing what you love, it's all worth it. Yeah. Okay. Zero hour moment, Duncan. Okay. Tell us. Zero hour. Okay. So zero hour it comes from... Um, while right before I had a major deal with Universal Music Group uh, with Blue Sapphire, I had, was an independent artist, and I would film my own videos and write all my own songs. And I had done a song called "Give Me a Sign" that was originally written to raise awareness for homelessness in New York City, where I had lived at the time. Yep. And I ended up connecting with uh, the New York Rescue Mission. And I went to them, I told them about what I'm doing, and I asked them if they had like business cards or, or things of that nature, because I had found that there would be homelessness literally within a mile of the New York Rescue Mission that had shelter and food, and people didn't even know it was there. Wow. And so I wanted to go out and educate people to let them know that there is support there for them. 
And so they gave me a whole handful of cards to direct people there. And I had my backpack and a camera. And I started to trek out uh, to to begin my journey. And then I sort of stopped for a second and realized I hadn't fully thought it through. And I didn't want to be invasive and go up to people who were struggling with homelessness and ask them to be on video. I didn't, you know, how that could maybe be uh, yeah. in, invasive. So I stopped and I'm literally there thinking about, oh, shoot, how can I how can I approach this? Even though I have good intentions, I don't want to be rude. And in that very moment, someone tapped me on the shoulder and he said, I walked by you, but then I felt drawn to come back to you. He goes, it's embarrassing to even ask you for this as I'm older than you are, but is there any way you could get me any food? And I said, Absolutely. And you tapped on the right shoulder. And I actually, I'd actually need to ask you for some help. And he said, yeah, anything I can do. I go, let's go get lunch. So we went and had a bite of pizza. I got us some pizza and we're sitting there. And I said, the moment you tapped on my shoulder, I was just about to, to go out and um, to, to show these business cards to the homeless people to help them find their way to the New York rescue mission. And I told him about the documentary and music video I was doing. And then I told him about my predicament. And he said, I know everybody. Why don't I come around with you for the day and we can do it together? And literally, it was unbelievable. I couldn't have been happier. It meant the world to me. And he was an incredible guy. So we went and got like 50 cheeseburgers and waters, filled our bags up with waters. And we started to walk around and we were giving out the cheeseburgers and people were volunteering to be on camera. How long ago was that, Duncan? How long ago was that? That that had to have been, geez. That had to have been like, um, it was like 10, in 2000, 2010. Yeah, so maybe, maybe even before then. Yeah, so nearly so 13, 13, 13 years, years ago. ago. So, Duncan, here, here yep. you are, a, a, a young, a younger man, right? You have this idea. You want to connect with the homeless and support them. You're just about to say, "F it." what am I doing? And then the hand of God, so to speak, right? Kind of hits you on the shoulder. So, all right, listen, I'm not into like, Christine's like into like charging your crystals and like messaging (laughs) from like the higher powers. I'm not really buying into that, but there's certain situations like this that you just described that would make all the crystal loving stuff seem real. So. Agreed. So Duncan, like, when that happened, were you like, holy shit, like oh it's God, meant to ab- be? Absolutely. And that is just the beginning of the synchronistic things that happened in my life once I was on my path. And I believe when you are on your path, those type of synchronicities will happen far more often than you can believe. And especially the more we become conscious of them. You know, if you sit there, I always love this exercise and you write like in the last month, what are the some random synchronicities that came up. Like I thought of my friend and they called me an hour later and I did it once and it was actually perplexing how really? often it does happen if you actually think yeah, about actually, it or, yeah, or manifest yeah, it. About, There's a difference. Uh, yeah, true. Or, or maybe a mixture of both. Or maybe you're doing you think, both. Yeah. Yeah. The more you think about it, the more you manifest it. And uh, absolutely. And yeah, that day I knew right there and then that I wanted to live a life of service because there is nothing, nothing. In my time in the music business, I had a ton of fun, got to travel to some incredible places, but when it comes down to it, as cheesy as it sounds, there is nothing like giving back to people. 
Yeah, hell, yeah. Amen. Yep, it really is truth. And that's when I knew I wanted to do something. And so that was really the seed that eventually became Give Credit years later. Let's talk about Give Credit because I think it's I think it's a brilliant name, first and foremost. And Mark is very into like names that have double entendres. Double entendre. Yes, absolutely. There's another entendre that I didn't actually even tell you yet about yet as well in the Give Credit name where typically with when you donate lots of people are anonymous and don't like to wave their hands about it. Yes. That's not, the, that's not the reason why they're donating. But we believe at Give Credit that it's important to give credit to those where we believe credit is due for the ones that are actually supporting their community. That's why we created our verification badge oh. to help give them credit for, for what they're doing, even though they're not looking for that credit. I think they deserve it for uh, so making a difference. When, you know, when... Christine and I talk, and when we have other guests who are entrepreneurial and they talk about passion, um, you know, Christine once said to me, whatever you're going to do entrepreneurial-wise, don't do it for the money. Do it for the belief, right? Yes. Because you'll the money will come and then uh, you'll, you won't be motivated. But you have to have the, the, the belief that what you're doing is important, right? So, 100%. And that's what keeps the machine, you know, give credit uh, where credit is due, like, like going. Um, and if you're doing it just for the finances, you'll, you're going you're gonna to burn out. Um, exactly. So do you think that all people find that, that, that epiphany, that, that moment? Do you have to look for it? Does it just come to you in a dream? Do you have to manifest it? Do you have to, re- like, how does it happen? To and does it happen to everyone? Maybe some people don't see it. Like I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't say everyone because uh, we're all trying to to find our purpose in life. So, but I feel like everyone can. Everyone yes. has the potential, you know. And so it, it's really, I would say, we're our biggest obstacle. It's really ourselves. And that was, I know you had mentioned, what would I say to my younger self yes. in one of the questions, and that's something that I would definitely touch on that don't don't wait on others approval or assistance from other to achieve your dreams and you'll be waiting indefinitely so embrace your journey with confidence and and to be open to various paths one one probably my biggest regret was waiting on people at times like I got one time I had a manager who was kisses manager at one point so I'm like oh my career is gonna make it now it was the worst part of my career, wonderful person, just a different genre, yep. Time, yep. times have changed. So what she was good at once was no longer viable. And um, so I definitely missed a few boats waiting on, on others. And I realized that is the biggest mistake I ever made. Mm. And I probably wasted years and years of waiting on others. You're probably so not really, alone in that, though. Like, I'm yeah, exactly. probably guilty of that, too. Right. Yeah. hundred well, percent. We well, get excited and we, and we want to believe in others and, and, right. and they may, ha- they may have good intentions, but they might not have, no one's going to chase your dream as much as you are ever. And you 1, can't expect them to. thousand percent, dude. No one's going to promote you as better than you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you can't even expect it. I always tell my friend who owns a business, he's like, why won't my employee, employees work like I do? Because they're not you. It's not their dream. And there is ways to incentivize them to get excited and, and make sure. them feel a part of it as well. And, um, but 
yeah, no one will chase your dream like you will. So I always say just embrace it and it's, you are the only obstacle between you and your goals. And I know that's No, cheesy, but that's but so I true. That's great. Like, right? I really do believe that. All right. And, so I, got, um, I got a question, Duncan. What is the uh, – so Duncan and I are in similar businesses, right? Uh, we're involved with disruptors. We're involved with, you know, software and sales and whatnot. Duncan, what is uh, – what's the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal, give credit, is solving for Yes, I'm, I'm trying. Though the our our um, mission is really to amplify the world's charitable donations. So I always try to pride myself on being resourceful, and I, I know a lot of people want to give back, and they just sometimes don't have the means. So I wanted to create a model that would allow people from all walks of life to be able to be a part of that change. So we created our no cost donation model for give credit, where the way it works is. Say a business is paying 2.9% for their online transactions. We yep. come in and we, we guarantee to match or reduce that rate. Actually, 95% of the time we actually reduce it. So we save the money. But that's enabled to ensure that it's truly no cost. And then we donate 25% of our revenue earned from processing your business's payments to the charity of your choice at no additional cost to you. And this money would otherwise be profits to other processors. So it's a way to tap into a resource that otherwise wouldn't be going towards good. And so it's a unique way to get businesses involved. And there's other great benefits where they attract socially conscious customers and know that every time someone swipes a card at their business, it's going to a good cause. And so, yeah, it was, I tried to make it an easy, simple, effective way to make a difference and tap into uh, resources that otherwise would just be sitting there. So, all right. So I'm thinking of an e-commerce website, right? Yep. Uh, so the use case would be, let's just say I'm uh, Wayfair.com, whatever. Yep. I mean, they're they're big. They're here in Boston, and the the model says you can give Wayfair customers right a lesser tax rate, a lesser uh, what I didn't. Uh, yeah. So the the tax. Is, is not included technically our revenue. Yeah. Right. So we're donating on your behalf. Got it. And, and in, in the event it's a nonprofit, because we also process, process payments for nonprofits, it goes just right back to their organization to maximize Got it. their donations. And we actually created a really unique fundraising program for nonprofits where they basically can utilize our service to go to donors who own businesses and say, hey, guys, we have a unique opportunity for you to be able to donate to us for free. If you were able to switch your payments over to give credit to handle your payment processing, you'd be able to donate 25% to us reoccurring indefinitely at no cost to you for as long as you're signed up with give credit. So okay. it's, it's a, an interesting, that, innovative way to raise money, which is so tough with 2 million nonprofits in the U.S. alone. That is it's, fascinating. And honestly, I know of like, we just we just... Uh, spent time with um, an owner um, and founder of a nonprofit. And honestly, there are so many people that I feel like I need to turn you on to, Duncan. But here's my question. We use, like, I, I have a nonprofit and we use Give Butter, right, as as a yep. platform that is our donor, um, donor management platform, right? Yes. So how does... Give credit, work alongside, like like work. You're not a competitor. You potentially could be a another sort of organization that 
nonprofits use, but you're saying that you also work with for-profits and the for-profits can save money that will in turn then become donation to a nonprofit of their choice, correct? Yes. Let me clarify the savings that we give to the business. Those don't go as donations. Those go back to the business. So it actually affects their bottom line positively. Wow. When we save the, yeah, when we save the money, they're actually saving money personally. The donations come from their, the processing of their payments, and then we take 25% of the, the revenue we earn that's wow. split between us and our pro- partners. So, yeah, they can save money and give back. So it's a... Uh, that's it really, fascinating. It, right, I tried to create a no-brainer, and there really is no catch. At first, everyone's like, what's, what's the, the catch? catch? Because even me, when I hear no cost, Someone tried to sell me no-cost solar, but I was really going to have a 20-year lease on my house. But with us, ours is genuinely no-cost. We just It's pretty simple. We just match or reduce, so there's no additional cost. Obviously, the entirety of the thing isn't free, nothing. But um, if you are paying 2.9% and we guarantee to match or lower that, the donations are really no-cost. Wow. Okay. I think in a... Uh... In a world that is as chaotic, given today, like literally today, what's happening in the world, I think more effort needs to be given to charities, right, and to giving back. Um, You know, it's amazing how much – listen, I've had – as okay, so professionally as Christmas gifts, right, Uh, we don't give clients – gifts anymore we give them charitable donations right we'll say we'll we will donate the equivalent of what we would give you monetarily or in a gift card or whatever to your charity i love choice. that yeah that is that is that is great actually but that's yeah like, that is great that's in vogue now like dude in the and it's also a write-off for the company i, I guess i wouldn't know yeah. is it okay because yeah. your charitable yeah. donations are a write-off so not only are you able to write it off but you're also able to give something um, to the charity and to the person mm-hmm. who has chosen the charity, which is really quite quite amazing. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that is a really cool idea. I think that is... Uh, you know, it, that's been happening for, for a while, at least in, Duncan, what, what we do in the more kind of progressive digital software space, right? Like, I think yeah. these technology companies tend to be uh, further ahead uh, in terms of best practices for giving back to their clients in a form of charitable donations. Um, yeah, the first time I heard of it was a couple of years ago, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is you pretty know? cool. Instead of giving you like a gift card to Amazon, mm-hmm. I'm going to give uh, something in your name to the charity of your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. And that it just it's, I think that's the best gift ever. We're actually working on some scalable technology to make this, experience, uh, make it more experiential for to engage the customers of businesses. So we're, this will be for e-commerce platforms, but we're developing a proprietary interface. So at, at the end of the transaction on an e-commerce website, once the payment has been made, thank you for your purchase, then this will pop up and there'll be three choices of donations that the owner of the business would have chose. So not only is the owner involved, also, the customers are involved. So wow. say it's a say it's a veteran-owned business, and I they chose uh, Purple Heart Foundation, Wounded Warriors, and Flanders Field. Then they pass that choice along onto the customer. They can 
scroll over the the, uh, the charity and it'll come up and say a little something nice about the charity so they know what it's about and then they can choose it. And so they sort of end their transaction with a free donation, a positive experience. Wow. Won't that be a cool way to sort of end? That's so cool. I love it. And actually that idea came from, I saw this unbelievable um, ad on Facebook and and someone had created a uh, sort of a, a digital screen inside of a mall. Yeah, this is a real a real thing. Oh, I've seen and you this. Walk I've up seen this. Screen, right, and then you swipe. So say it, it shows hands chained together, and when yes. the credit card uh, swipes right between it, and it breaks the chain. Yes, or it's or it's a piece of bread. It says feed the hungry. And yes. when you swipe your card, a piece of bread slices, it slices off. It slices the said, bread. And, yes. and I said that is the coolest thing ever. Way to take a, a, a donation and really feel attached to it. Yes. So eventually, I would love it to go, evolve into something more like that. Um, but it's same concept where you feel like you touched it and you're a part of it. And I- even knowing currently you swiping, you're a part of it. I think it'll take it to another, a further step of being involved when you actually get to touch it. Duncan, and here's I'm an- super excited about that. Here's That's another. Amazing. Here's another idea, and I was kind of thinking about Thank this, you. and we should probably talk about it offline. Uh, but I'll 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 talk about it, talk about it at a high level now. So. In business, right, there are organizations. I think one of them is called like CandyGram, right? And yep. the way CandyGram operates is you sign up. It's like a subscription basis. So I'm not entirely sure how it works. But you send the link to your client, to the person whose attention you're trying to get. Because as we know, it is harder and harder to get people's attention. And the CandyGram, they open the link and they're like, Mark Fiertz with such and such a company is – you know, what, what's your favorite candy? It's on him. It's on his company, right? Yep. Dude, you could turn that model around and make it into a donation. Yes. Right? Oh, that's a really that cool idea. That is a idea. really yes. cool idea. So instead of candy, it's here's 15, 20, 50 bucks towards a donation in your favor represented by you, paid for by the publisher, paid for by, by Mark and Mark's company. Thank you for supporting whatever. That's something else to think about. That is really actually yeah. quite brilliant. That um, is really, really cool. You gave me an idea where... You heard it here, potentially, folks. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here, folks. It was right out of Mark's mouth. But maybe we could uh, eventually, instead of just making the donations on their behalf, send them a donation give credit gift card to, to just go and make the donation on their yeah. own with, with the card yes. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Duncan, is your is your corporation structured like? Are you a social benefits corporation? Even like, I mean, you are obviously, but in terms of your corporate structure, are you? We're we're not yet. So we're we're getting there. We want to eventually become a B a B have a B corp certification. Yes, that's what I wondered about. Yes, absolutely, and we will definitely be going after that. What does that, that mean that's, to all this laymen? What does that mean, B corp, and what is that? It, it, it's very sim. It's almost like a business that's like a nonprofit without actually being a nonprofit. Yes. Is that right? In in, in essence, yes. They, well, they I, do so, my nonprofit is a five hundred one c three, but I love the idea of the B Corp, and and honestly, it just it just makes sense as as the world evolves. Absolutely, and and actually, the reason we were debating on being a nonprofit, but I specifically didn't want to go that lane only because I saw this incredible TED talk and I feel bad I don't remember the guy who who gave it but basically he was saying and it was really interesting how 
the, the reason why nonprofits will never be what like Fortune 500s are is yep. because people scrutinize them so much. So say there's an MIT brilliant CEO who graduates and uh, the top tech firm offers them a half a million a year to start. Right. And he'll take that company to the moon. And then a nonprofit, if a nonprofit could offer him that half a million, he could maybe take that nonprofit from doing a million a year to a hundred million in five years. But because they try to pay him a half a million a year, they would get so scrutinized that they wouldn't even be able to. No one would even allow it. It's a backward system. It's a backward system. So get out of the way. And and I think it's because due to some nonprofits that may have abused it and, and took in too much money for themselves and they weren't an MIT guy. But in the event of the other cases, we shouldn't ruin it for the rest. So let them run it like a business. Yep. So we're right. Give credits right on the corner of profit and purpose. And, um, and I think it's super important to let us be able to grow in the way that we need to. And with the mission of really making a difference. And so no matter how we get there, people should, should, uh, allow it. So obviously we're not a nonprofit, but if we were, that would be, uh, the goal. And I do think that definitely prohibits a lot of nonprofits growth. And um, so, yeah, I think it was a really interesting TED Talk. I'll try to pull it no, up and send it to you guys do. later. Duncan, Isn't that cool? It, it is really it cool. It makes sense, right? Yeah. It's, it's, every penny is, is scrutinized. And, and obviously, for a good reason, many of the times, to make sure that it's actually going towards a good cause. So it's, it's hard to say in every, in every scenario. But for the most part, I think uh, people just let them do their thing what's in the best interest for the nonprofit that could really help them. Duncan, last question before we let you get back to wedding festivities and stuff. No, 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 I'm just mindful. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Duncan, D nice. I got a question for you, bro. Um, Yeah. What do we got? What do we got? uh, Dude, I heard a, I heard a little something. I heard a little, yeah, baby. Uh, Duncan, (laughs) As an entrepreneur, right. Um, and a change maker. And a change maker. Thank you. What, what else is important? Like, what else are you passionate about that you're thinking, man, if I could turn this into something to you know, drive revenue, give credit is great, right? Your music career is great. You're on this path of you know, this trajectory of success. Like, entrepreneurs have many common traits they can't sleep at night right well they they do yep. <laughs> um they're up they're always thinking they have to make the most out of every day you know you have a lot of these qualities the question is like is there something else you are thinking about that you're that you're working on in parallel that is maybe strikely starkly different to give credit or maybe it's it's something similar but i'm curious to how you think about the world and stuff and where you get your inspiration from. Nice. Absolutely. I love that question. Me too. And definitely, I'm, I've been working on a book. I don't know if I want to give the title yet because it's a, it's don't, a surprise. You don't have to. But, but um, I, I'll wow. text it to you guys. But I'm writing it's sort of a, it's an autobiography, but it is sort of a self-help, but a little, a little different. Um, it's, it's funny because uh, a book came out that I resonated with a few years back. And it was exactly what I was what I was going for. Yep. Even with the title, it was similar to mine. Were you what pissed? Was it? Were you pissed? Uh, 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 no, I wasn't pissed. I loved to know because it became the number one book of the year. What was uh, it? Was t- 
The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I love that book. I love it because lots of these self-help books are all the same, think positive. And even though I do believe there is merit to that, uh, he took a different approach and his, his execution was incredible. And used humor, which is, I think is super important. Sometimes people get, it gets too serious. And I think humor is a great way to usher people into to looking at new concepts. Yes from uh without making you look like you're too fixated on it you know so but yeah that book i loved and the analogies he'd used were just hysterical but really drove his points home and so it's it's similar to that and there is a spiritual side to uh the book as well i've had some insane synchronicities just like the the tap on my shoulder that day but honestly that that was probably the least uh, the least insane one that was, it was still insane, but I've had some things that are beyond explanation, which has definitely sort of led me to wanting to write this book and, and tell my truth, is, uh, even though some of it might be controversial. I think it's important that we speak our truth. I Absolutely. feel like what many, many people, is your dad what? still with us? Yes. Dad is still with us. He's right here in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Sweet. What, what has he said to you on you know, as as you pivoted right from your wilding years to yep. where you are today, has he has he brought you a good job, son? Like has has he had that conversation with you? Because parents, oh yeah, my absolutely yeah. parents. Are, it's so important, parents. I was blessed to have two incredible parents. My parents did get divorced, so I ended up getting two, four parents, um, which was another blessing. But um, I was so lucky to have incredible parents. My mom came is is from England. She came over started her own business in our basement and grew into a, a successful, uh, it's a um, window treatment, designer window treatments, sort of like draperies and things of that nature. But nice. I watched her build it and my dad had his own businesses growing up and he always, both of my parents always instilled to, were always supportive of my dreams. Even, even when I ventured into the music business and they knew that would be a tough space, they were always supportive of me and I think it's super important for for parents to uh, allow their kids to have a curious mind and, you know, an adaptable one and be prepared to face the evolving changes and opportunities of our changing world. So I really think if we foster their natural inquisitiveness, you empower, empower them, to, them to think critically and embrace lifelong learning and become the architects of their future. Yes, I love that. The architects of their future. Yeah, wow. I know. That was a good one. we got to write yes, that one. Yes, architects <laughs> of future. So, which leads me to this question that I wanted to ask, which more than anything is like, do you have like a, a mantra? Do you have a, this is this is what I live by on a day-to-day as Duncan Bruce? I, I do. And it's not, it's not a quote I came up with, but it's by Bill Keen, and I love it. It's I think it's yesterday is the past, tomorrow is the future, but today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. I love and that. I, I really do Ooh. believe that if we live in the present, and if we don't, we're so stuck in the future, the past, that we forget to live. And I, I, that's happened to me. Sometimes I was so fixated on, on accomplishing my goals that I forgot what life is all about. Dude, and, that's you amazing. Know, Thank you. No, and I really do. I, that's probably one of my that's other biggest regrets. With, you know, I, I was being an entrepreneur, you get so fixated on the work. But we got to, I remember hearing an interview from a 90 year old man and um, his biggest regrets. And one of them was that he worked too much. 
Yep. And, I, and I'm not saying don't work hard, but don't forget to, to remember the important things of life and spending time with family and getting those things right, you know, because that's 90% of it. I have, uh, I have two mantras. One is Winston Churchill, never, never, never give up, right? Love yeah, that, and, Mike. Love yeah. that. What's the other one? Uh, Nelson Mandela. Um, I, I never lose. I always win or I learn. I love that. That's so funny because my two favorite quotes, first one, Winston Churchill, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. And then my other one is, isn't that a good one? And then Gandhi. I love Gandhi's. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. That's one of my absolute favorites. I love Maya Angelou's um, do your best until you know better. And then do better or something to that effect. Yep. I know. Yeah, that's a great I one. I love that one. And and my mantra is just, you know, you are exactly where you're supposed to be, no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so true. No, I, I really believe that. One thing I I think was a obstacle for me was I, when I made like my business plan in, in the music career, this was the path I thought I had to take. And then sometimes we get fixated on a direction yes. that we believe is the right direction. But I miss so many important opportunities along that way, thinking I knew the way. And if you just sometimes uh, embrace those unexpected uh, opportunities, they can be the most remarkable opportunities or the ones you least expect. Yes. So be adaptable and stay open to change. And trust that, that, sir, you is know, like... It's funny. I think when people are in the moment, in the heat of the moment, you see that as what you just described as the only place. The correct, only but but you yep. see it as an obstacle. Like why is why is this happening now? No, this is not my vision. No, this is not the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. But if you step back, and it's really really hard to step back when it you're is. in the thick of it. It is. Like it's hard to see the forest through the trees, right? Yeah. Hundred percent. It's so true. Yep. Those unexpected challenges and detours lead to the most beautiful blessings in disguise. I feel like Duncan, you are amazing, and you are an inspiration. Thank you so much for being the change maker you are, and for joining us today. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. you guys. This has been the funnest podcast I've joined today. You guys are incredible. Really? Yay! Yeah. Duncan Bruce, I love, y'all. I love the energy in it. We'll have to do another one sometime soon. This was fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Zero Hour. We have Duncan Bruce, founder of Give Credit, also managed to be on the Billboard's top um, as as a rock star, which is what he told his dad he was going to be. And he did that and more and pivoted to be able to give us so much. Um, and Duncan, you need to talk to me about my nonprofit and I need to share some contacts with you so that you can start um, to further your work through at least some of the contacts I can bring your way. I would absolutely love it. And you guys keep it up. What you're doing is amazing too. You guys are also change makers and I'm so, so great that we connected and I got to meet you guys and uh, we'll definitely have to meet up in person sometime soon. Sounds great. D-Nice in the house. Thank you, Duncan Bruce. (laughs) All right, y'all. That is it for this episode of The Zero Hour. I'm your co-host. And I'm your host, Christine Chapman, and that was Mark Pierce. Talk to you guys later. Take care. Thank you, Duncan. You're the best. Thanks again. Bye, guys. Have a great afternoon, dude. You as well. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.